So folks, this is yet another episode from TGV Global Speaker Series and our guest for today is Shane Moran. He's a Canadian, but he lives in Costa Rica or Venice, Italy. He's the author of Victory Book, a personal goal-setting system, a celebrated global business leader and Napoleon Hill Foundation honoree for his influence on global free enterprise. Shane developed a marketing concept that took a company from zero to $1 billion in combined sales in just less than five years. And this company has impacted more than 2.2 million families in over 55 countries. That's huge, isn't it? And throughout his career, Shane has worked directly with a number of the world's most high-profile motivational speakers, including Anthony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Les Brown, and Dr. Mark Victor Hansen, to name just a few. And as we prepare to delve into our conversation on an interesting topic at hand, how to fire your boss, generate cash flow, and then accumulate wealth. Here's an exciting twist. Let us tickle the brains of our guest, Shane, first. So Shane, get ready for a rapid-fire round of random words. I'll mention a few, and I'd love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay, here comes the first word, curiosity. Uh, future. Invention. Healthy coffee. Future. Amazing. Book. Think and grow rich. Aliens. Uh, friendly. <laughs> Interesting. Movie. The Secret. Food. Uh, Italian. Technology. Technology. Blockchain and AI. Money. Gold. Gold. Oh, well, well money. <laughs> 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 Interesting one, Shane. I, I really appreciate your sportive spirit for participating in the first rapid fire round. Then there is one more towards the end of the episode. And in the meantime, so folks, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host, Navin Samala, dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life, but also to your career. And thank you so much for tuning in. And Shane, hearty welcome to the Guiding Voice. Super thrilled to have you and engage in this interesting conversation. Hearty welcome. All right. Well, Naveen, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. And it's certainly a pleasure uh, to be here with you. And also, thank you so much for being the guiding light that you're bringing so much awesome information to your uh, subscribers. So it's great to be here. Pleasure to have you, Shane. And without further ado, let's talk about your success mantra. So please share with us the top three things that have contributed to your success so far. Oh, top three. I would say number one would be the fact that at, a, at an early age, I developed the habit of setting too many goals uh, rather than setting too few because goals are like magnets that pull us forward into a greater, grander, and more amazing uh, future. So, you know, you, you got to set goals. And uh, when you set goals, you get goals. And for for example, I've set over 4,700 personal goals and well over 3,000 goals that are accomplished, which I call those victories. That's the first. Um, I think the second would be um, at the age of 19, I was fortunate enough, someone gave me a copy of the book called Think and Grow Rich. And if your audience has not read that book yet, you go get it either on audio form or get the book. But you know, I not only read the book at the age of 19, I read it over and over and over. But here's the most important part of that book. I actually applied 
the principles that I was learning about. And, you know, I applied it to my everyday life. So every day I would think about the principles uh, that I was reading that particular day or whatever, and I would apply it to my life. And and I just got to, you know, quickly just say the, the, the results in terms of what I accomplished astounded me, you know, not forget about everybody else, but it astounded me. And it proved to me that these principles actually uh, worked. And I guess the third would be, if I had to think of a third thing, would be the coming to the realization, Naveen, that no matter how big the challenge, no matter how big the problems that we're currently facing, you know, there's always, this is important, maybe if someone has a pen and a piece of paper, write this down, but there's a million ways to move forward. And, um, you know, the fact that no matter what the goal is, no matter what the problem is, it's possible you know, to get to the other side of it and just understand that there's always millions. A lot of people sometimes are facing a challenge, Naveen, and they think there's only one way out or there's no way out. There's yeah. millions of ways. And with that little understanding was uh, was the th- probably the third best thing that I, that I can think of. Yeah. The th- third one is uh, something which is very, very <laughs> informative because not many times people think about the solutions. Rather, they get bogged down by the problem. And as you said, they think there is only one side or no side. But there are million other sides that you have mentioned. I think this is so profound advice. And let's uh, move forward and talk about your entrepreneurial journey. Like you, you shared a significant setback, okay, as as an entrepreneur and how you overcome it. Right. And you have emerged stronger and wiser in pursuit of financial success. So can you talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can give you a kind of overview. Um, I guess after spending and investing 11 years Mm -hmm. uh, of my life, blood, sweat and tears into a company, I guess facing the betrayal uh, of the company that I poured a decade into was was heart wrenching for me. Uh, But, you know, again, I chose not to be anchored by this resentment. You know, because that could be an anchor that ruins uh, someone's life. But I, I really leaned on my global mentor support system, which is pretty well, you know, YouTube and audio, not necessarily face to face. But I would listening to, to these mentors and I reflected on the lessons and I and I and I pivoted my approach instead of dwelling on the loss, the extraordinary loss. I used it as as rocket fuel to venture into new markets and new opportunities. And today, I'm not only uh, financially much, much stronger, uh, but I think I'm a little wiser thanks to the big adversity. And, you know, challenges can indeed be the the stepping stones for, for even greater heights. And also, can you share a pivotal experience from your early career that set you on the path of becoming an expert mentor and also successful entrepreneur? Early career, I would have to say it was a story. You know, when I was when I was 24 years old, I became the youngest uh, vice president in the history of a major printing company in Ottawa, Canada. And uh, as the vice president, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. It's a very big printing company. And um, what happened was I got a call from the board of the school board, some school board for the and Ottawa, Canada. For those that aren't familiar, it's the capital of Canada, so it's a pretty big city. And um, and so they said, we would like to uh, invite you to a talk, uh, to do a talk and and to talk about how to bridge uh, students that are not maybe wanting to go to university, but right into the workforce. And I thought, you know, because I had been listening to, you know, uh, uh, all the top motivation, I thought I was a professional speaker at 24 years old, but I'd never spoken in front of a live audience. And the bottom line is that 
I, I went to this thing and and there was a panel and each mm. speaker went up. They had 15 minutes to talk. And I, I noticed the first speaker, you know, I look at this. She's reading notes. Isn't that crazy? I thought that's great. That, how unprofessional because Anthony Robbins doesn't read notes and Zig Ziglar yeah. and Jim Rohn. They don't read. What did they, you know, so I was kind of making kind of in my mind fun of them at 24. And the second guy gets up and he's the vice president of a bank and he was awesome. No mm. notes. He was funny and he was amazing. And I was next. And that in that moment in time, I realized I was not prepared. I didn't have I didn't know what I was going to even talk about. I, I it was all in my mind that I was going to be awesome standing ovation. But I got up there and my time was 15 minutes and they had to pull me off less than a minute because I was just totally panicked. And I swore to myself I would never speak in front of a group again as long as I lived. And then I, you know, and then I got some coaching and then I got it went to Toastmasters and developed and I, you know, eventually became a professional uh, speaker that I'd always dreamed about. So uh, mm. there you go. Nice. And Toastmasters uh, helps us become great uh, professional speakers as well. In fact, uh, I've also done my competent communicator uh, certification uh, about 10 years ago. And in the current organization also, we are mimicking a similar concept of Toastmasters, but officially we'll be charting one soon. But yeah, for those of you who are not aware of Toastmasters, I strongly recommend you to visit Toastmasters.org yes. website and find a club nearby. It is going to change your life. I'm repeating, it is going to change your life for sure. And yeah. uh, Ken, uh, thank you so much for sharing uh, the information so boldly and candidly. And uh, during the uh, first question about the success mantra, you answered Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow, grow Rich has a lot of uh, influence on your mindset, right? So can you talk more about it? Like how did this book influence your mindset and also actions in your journey towards success? Yeah, um, what a story. I mean, um, I was 19 years old. Uh, I had started my first job in the printing industry. I was basically, a, a, you know, a gopher, you know, go for this, go for that. It was in management, but I was just young and and a friend of mine, about three year, uh, months into my employment, a, a friend of mine, and it was my probably one of the luckiest days of my life. They handed me a copy of the book "Think and Grow Rich," and I'd never heard of the book, uh, I, you know. And and I read the book, and it it, I thought it was a lie. Okay, I'll just be candid. I thought this thing this can't be true. I'm 19. I'm finished my schooling, and my parents and my cousins and my 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 teachers, none of them talked about these amazing principles you know, of, of success. So it had to be BS. That was my thought. But then something, you know, grabbed me and said, go read it again. Yeah. You know, go read. And, and what I said, Naveen, is I, I made, I said to myself, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read that book again, but I'm going to have a marker mm. and, 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 and I'm going to set a goal that's so outrageous, so mm. crazy that I'm going to, I'm going to read that book and I'm going to apply every single word I can to the accomplishment of this one crazy goal that I set. Now, the crazy goal, Naveen, was that at 19, I was going to buy my first house wow. <laughs> within a year, <laughs> within one year. Now, how crazy was that, right? So, of course, and I made the mistake of going to tell all my friends and they all said the same chain. You're, you don't have any money. Your parents don't have any money. They always rented apartments and, and stuff like that or rented places. And, and I had no experience, but I set this goal and I read that book every single waking moment. Mm. You know, when I wasn't working, I'd go home and I'd read the book and I'd underline. And the bottom line, Naveen, of course, I didn't buy the I didn't buy my first house after a year because it only took me six months. 
to buy my first property and it was my oh. property mm. and I developed a strategy using the form. And then I said, this is, you just said, wow, that's what I said. <laughs> you know, when I finally, you know, I, I said that impressed me. I said, now what else is possible? If mm. I can buy a house at the yeah. age of 19 and I own it and my parents lived with me and my brother lived with me and so on. And uh, what else is possible? And so that set me on a whole new uh, direction in my life. And I'm forever grateful to the person that handed me the book of Thinking Grow Rich. Awesome. I think you would be ever thankful to that person for sure. <laughs> okay, let's move forward and talk about the core of today's topic. Like what key principles do you emphasize when mentoring individuals striving to fire their bosses and create sustainable cash flow streams? Now, that's a big topic that I can spend hours, uh, Naveen, but I'm going to keep it really short and try to give yeah. your uh, listeners the best possible chance. But he- here it is. The first thing I would say, the first step, and if, if your listeners, if you have a pen and a piece of paper, just write this down, is you've got to know why you're doing whatever it is you want to know. You have to have a definiteness of purpose. You have to have a chief aim. There's got to be a target um, that you're looking at, that you're trying to achieve. And here's the thing. Most people don't have a clue. And so without a target, okay, because here's the reality, Naveen, and you know this, uh, is that you're going to get knocked down sometimes. Even with the best plans, you're going to get knocked down. And 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 here's what happens. And what I've seen and what I've witnessed is that when people get knocked down, if they don't have a definiteness of purpose, if they don't have a chief aim, when they get up, they forget the direction that they're heading in and they go in a whole new direction or a different and then they keep then they get knocked down and they get up and they go in a different direction and again and again and they and they spend their life and all of a sudden they just come in a big circle but when you have a definiteness of purpose a chief aim something that you love so much that you do it for free you know you just do it for free that kind of thing where you get knocked down you get up and you're still looking at your target no matter what you're going to reach that target so my first step always is, hey, what is it that you want? What do you really, really want? And if we can zone in, not just the money, okay? Yeah, I want a big bank account and so on, but what is it uh, that you want? And when and it's difficult, it's not easy, but once you hone it in, people will feel it and you are you become unstoppable. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> now let's talk about your book, The Victory, right? It is a source of guidance and also motivation. So how does the book aim to empower individuals in their pursuit of financial freedom and also wealth accumulation? Sure. Well, uh, first of all, I want to clarify because um, when people they hear the victory book and I've got a book, they think it's a book um, that I've that I've actually written, but it's not quite it, what it is. You know, there's only 20 pages in the book, everyone. You'll be happy to know there's only 20 pages. But what but what those 20 pages is like gold. And it's and 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 by the way, my goal is to give away a million free copies of the audio version, you know, and I'll I'll get into that in a second. I want to teach a million families how to set too many goals. And so there's only 20 pages of instructions and introduction, and it'll give you a strategy, a specific, clear strategy. Step one, step two, step three of how to set a goal. I can teach eight-year-olds, and I have taught schools and kids from eight years old to 108 years old how to set and get uh, too many goals. And so that's kind of the, the, the concept. But I'll give you the strategy right now if you have a pen and piece of paper, very simple. Your goals just have to be, one, personal. You know, so I, 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 your goal cannot be we, it's got to be I. Uh, number two, it's got to be a, a 
present, written down as though you've already accomplished the goal. Even though you haven't accomplished it, you write that goal down as though it's done. And the third thing is it's got to be positive. So it's called a 3P principle. I'll just give you a little sneak preview. Mm -hmm. Once you get your head around the 3P principle, you start practicing it and writing it out. Then you just let the goal sit there. And when you catch up to it, and you surely will catch up to that goal, the goals that I've written, Naveen, like I said, are insane, some outrageous goals. Guess what? Victory. As soon as you catch up to that goal, you give yourself a victory. So the book is really your book. It's your life story. It's not my book. My book is just the 20 pages on how to do it properly, and it becomes your you know, gift. Now, again, I, I, I had a, you know my original victory book um, I bought for $5.00. Way back in the time, five dollars. It's a hardcover book, a place to put your goals. And today, Naveen, if you offered me a million dollars for that mm. book, I would not trade a million dollars for the book. Why? Because it's been worth much, much, much more than a million dollars. So, so again, again, my goal, and I'm hoping everyone can help me. I want to give away a million free copies, and it's an audio. You know, yeah. the audio version is about an hour because I tell some stories and so on. But uh, it'll it'll give you clear guidance on how to set up your own victory book. And you and if you have any children, you can teach your children too. So that's a little bit about the victory book. Wow. Sounds interesting, uh, Shane. I'm sure it is going to add a lot of value. And for those of you who are interested to learn more about this, I'm going to publish uh, Shane Moran's website here and also his coordinates. You can connect with uh, Shane and take it forward from there. So, Shane, moving forward, you have been part of a team that is that achieved incredible success with a global gourmet coffee company. So, what strategies were instrumental in the rapid growth and massive impact the company made in just a few years? I think it is less than five years, right? Yes, yes. Well, yeah, great question, uh, Naveen. And I think um, what strategies were that, number one, the focus was on helping people. This was back in 2008. So the clear focus was I knew people were going to be struggling. I knew people, they had just lost everything. And so I said, what could be better than if I, if I can teach people how to sell a cup of coffee, but it's not just any coffee, it's coffee that made people feel good. And so we put a marketing system designed around encouraging people to go ahead and tell their friends who drink coffee, you know, or tea, you know, uh, about this, uh, about this product. And and we, we kept it so simple that even I could do it. And mm. so uh, number one is that I was fired up about the possibilities. Uh, we created over 400 millionaires, by the way, with this simple system. And, um, and I was fired. I'm passionate about helping people. And um, uh, I think that's the main strategy is, Again, having the vision of helping a lot of people, we ended up uh, reaching over 2.2 million families in 55 countries around the world and, mm. and setting enormous uh, growth records. But the energy behind that movement was more than just a cup of coffee. Uh, so it was a clear focus. And we did it, we did it on purpose. It wasn't an accident. You know, people said, well, that's the crit, but we did it every little step, including um, a strategic alliance uh, with the Napoleon Hill Foundation you know, and the, and the book Think and Grow Rich is a baseline to get people's thinking right on their journey to building a business. Yeah. Wow. Sounds sounds exciting. And Shane, this has been powerful conversation with a lot of amazing, amazing insight. And it's now time for us to add some more excitement, some more spice to the episode. So I'm going to trigger <laughs> a few intriguing questions to which you can answer them crisply. If you are ready, let's dive in. Okay. <laughs> okay, here comes my first bullet out of the second rapid fire round. 
if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it what would it say uh my billboard would say believe in yourself you know believe in yourself because if you don't believe in you mm. who will believe in you <laughs> incredible yeah <laughs> amazing so here comes the second one what's one thing you are really bad at that you wish you were good or better at oh, oh yeah now you want to hit my weak spot all right i'd have to say um technology i would say is a weak spot and a social media marketing type of thing there's so many moving parts but you know what i'll get better and better as we go mm-hmm. <laughs> and can you describe yourself in just one word one word i would have to say inspirational inspirational you are indeed and what's your favorite thing about living in the 21st century if i had to well, i guess i would say that the i think it's the best time you know i'm biased of course but i think it's the best time to be alive in history i think we're moving in uh, right now we're in biblical times and yeah. uh we're moving forward at lightning speed and and what i see is nothing but opportunity nothing but beauty nothing but expansion so i think it's the best time if you're listening to these words means that you're in the best times in history as well yeah conquer conquer with you and uh, here comes the next one if you would like to have dinner with three people living or dead who would they be three people i would have to say number 1 napoleon hill mm-hmm. uh number 2 is w clement stone mm-hmm. and the third i would have to say nicolas tesla ah amazing <laughs> and i wish you get that opportunity <laughs> yeah me too i think i yeah i do it in my imagination though i've always in my imagination i always imagining having conversations and what would they say mm-hmm. and how would i respond and what would our disagreements be <laughs> <laughs> okay here comes the last bullet out of rabbit fire what is one electronic gadget or a fantasy gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself i I would have to say and it's probably already invented I don't know if it is someone reach out and let me know but I would have to say it would be an electronic kind of gadget uh that would recommend to you your next five most productive moves forward. Wow. <laughs> Good one. I wish I could get one ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not invented then. I thought if it wasn't invented, maybe yeah. it will be invented soon though. Yeah. You can say I heard it on the Veen show. <laughs> <laughs> okay great rapid fire and let's flip back to the mainstream so you mentioned we are living in historic times with remarkable opportunities so what opportunities do you foresee in the next 10 years for financial growth and wealth accumulation and how can individuals best position themselves to leverage these opportunities yeah that's an amazing again man where you're asking some pretty fired up powerful questions mm-hmm. i would say that i think it's it's got to be blockchain and and ai i mm-hmm. think in the next 10 years um this is going to flip the entire monetary system totally upside down and it's going to bring wealth i think to anyone who is sharp enough to just start paying attention and start learning and start positioning themselves in front of trends by you know focusing and learning and and getting to these podcasts and and um and, and I think these two emerging technologies uh for example you know the kinesis monetary system which is I helped give birth to this monetary system is a is a, a blockchain and it's physical digital gold and mm-hmm. silver on the blockchain actually uh their head of marketing is in in the UK but um so anyone anywhere around the world can send physical digital gold and silver to someone within 3 seconds wow. you know and i think i think the you know 
it, it completely passes the current global banking system, which mm. I'm not a fan of. Yeah. And um, uh, no permissions required. You don't have to ask someone if it's okay. Any amount, anytime, three seconds. And I, I'll believe that what's coming really quick is this AI technology will, in my opinion, also flip uh, the world upside down in terms of the income. And I think billions of mm-hmm. jobs are going to be replaced. Okay, so don't get scared. But they're going to be replaced and wiped out. But there's going to be billions of new opportunities that's going to cause us to kind of switch and say, hey, we need to be doing it this way uh, instead of doing it the old way. And those who are paying attention are, and, and positioned properly, I think I, I just see a magnificent future. Those that are sleeping and think that AI and blockchain are just a fad that's going to go away, like many thought the Internet was going to go away yeah. and it didn't. And yeah. many became millionaires because they they maybe they didn't know about the Internet, but they started studying it and look what happened. Right. But anyway, I also see a huge opportunity for those uh, who have developed their leadership skills, okay, uh, who can lead teams of people in a positive way, like what you're doing. You're leading a group of of people in a very positive way. I think that's the future. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. And this has been great conversation. And I thoroughly enjoyed every piece of it. And I would love to hear from you. How is your experience being hosted on The Guiding Voice? Well, well, Naveen, I'm I'm fired up, if you can't tell. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your audience. And, you know, it just takes one idea. It just takes, if you, if you like the show and you found one idea, you know, just yeah. go for the one idea and apply it to your life. But anyway, I'm excited. And I thank you so much for thinking about me and inviting me on your show. I'm, I'm, I'm really fired up. And it was pleasure hosting you. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with our audience and for sharing the amazing tons of wisdom. And thank you once again, Shane. It was really pleasure talking to you and look forward to hosting you again in future. All right. Anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you. So friends, that was our episode with Shane Morand. And before we jump into the fun trivia section, we have a quick request. If you haven't already subscribed to us, please subscribe to our podcast from wherever you have tuned in. Because subscribing keeps you updated on the new episodes. Also, if you have enjoyed this conversation and found it useful, please share it with at least three of your friends or colleagues who would also like the guiding voice. So please spread the knowledge and help others grow just like you. Now, let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode. So today's trivia is about Costa Rica. Now now that we are covering this TGV Global Speaker Series, And Shane lives half of his life in Costa Rica and majority of the time he spends in Venice, Italy. So I thought I would present you a few facts which are not much aware of uh, about Costa Rica. Here comes the first fact. It is about biodiversity spot. And Costa Rica often is referred to a biodiversity spot. Despite its small size, it holds approximately 5% of the world's biodiversity. And the country is also known for its rich variety of flora and fauna, including exotic species like jaguars, sloths, toucans and poison dart frogs. Costa Rica is a haven for nature enthusiasts and also eco-tourists. And second fact is about carbon neutral ambition. Costa Rica is recognized globally for its commitment to environmental sustainability. And in 2017, The country set an ambitious goal to become carbon neutral by 2050 and I wish them the best. Costa Rica has been consistently utilizing renewable energy sources like hydropower, 
wind and also geothermal to generate a significant portion of its electricity and the third one is about pioneering abolition of military costa rica is unique in its approach to peace and security in 1948 after a brief civil war then president jose figures ferrer abolished the military since then costa rica has maintained a peaceful existence without a standing army and the funds that would have been allocated to the military have been redirected towards education healthcare and environmental protection these are all some interesting facts and in case if you are aware of any other interesting facts related to costa rica please have them come through in the form of comments if you are watching it on youtube or you can also comment on the social media platforms wherever you have found this episode so that's it for today's episode and thank you so much for tuning in and also for being part of our awesome community we would love to hear from you so do not hesitate to share your ideas and also feedback either through social media channels or you can also email us at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com and let us create content that resonates with you i'm your host navin samala a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life but also your career until next time take care and stay inspired remember the future holds great things because the best is yet to come goodbye for now see you all in the next episode with another amazing guest take care